Dylan is back uh, from last week, but this week we are back. I took Special a- guest star, Zach Wiseman. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me be here. You might know me from Silicon Angel. Okay. Uh, we don't need to know where you're from. What? Oh, okay. It's, oh, it's one of those kind of shows. <laughs> Raw and uncensored. That's cool. Uh, yeah. So I took a week off of talking. So I just didn't want to, I didn't want to talk. So I went to South Carolina uh, with my family and we spent some time in the swamps and the heat and whatever either way it doesn't matter who cares i'm back uh you are watching twitching upstream which is a very cool show that uh dylan and i created as an offshoot to talking upstream which was a cool show that dylan and i created uh because we were on an interview show and we were asked to do a show and we didn't know what to do so we made up talking upstream which is where we interviewed we tricked them into letting us work on screen yeah yeah it was pretty interesting because they're like do you have a show like do we ever We'll email you the details real, real fast. Um, but yeah, so talking upstream, what we do is we find creative people, uh, people that do some weird uh, <laughs> origins. <laughs> Dude, I love it. Straight uh, Yes, yeah, so we find some people that just create some weird stuff. We talk to them and then we create with them. Uh, what we de- decided to do was instead of just keep making more stuff that we don't really work on, we would you know, make this show, which is learning how to take an idea. Even if you have like, now you have an idea from start to finish. Now you got to work on characters. Now you got to work on arcing the stories. Now you got to work on eh, bookending things and making things happen and realistic. Honestly, I haven't talked in about a week, so I'm going to gab for a while. Anyway, thank you so much for being here. Uh, We appreciate you guys watching. Anybody out there, if you're watching, uh, go ahead and comment along. Let us know what you think. Let us know if uh, uh, something Dylan is writing is misspelled. Uh, let us know if you think a certain plot line should go a certain way. Don't mind the mess back here behind me. Uh, I haven't done anything in uh, a very long time. So anyway, we were working on, uh, I guess we started doing Red Wichita, right? Yes. Is, is that what you were doing last week? Yeah, and that's what uh, doing. Yeah, and if you don't remember, Dylan... Uh, kind of had a cool little writing seminar last week where he showed people a, a different program that i'm not allowed to use and how you can use it <laughs> uh i don't know what that program is i don't have the program just um, writer duet yeah you do that but wait you you did a writer duet on the only episode you were by yourself yeah <laughs> i know i'm a chump wow boy Strong, strong moves, my friend. I had, I had your little, I had your little doll right here with your spare hat on it, so it felt like you were here. Wait, the beard hair doll, or yeah. the one that, I, or the plush I made you? Don't... You made me one. 
I guess you didn't get that package in the mail. No. Uh, but before we get going on what that story was and what we're going, I do have a little bit of nerd news that I really want to talk about. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys have seen the news, but uh, in DC, uh, we have the Batman, right? The cool uh, Matt Reeves program that's going to be coming up pretty soon. I don't know. I think like next year, I think, or th- maybe way later this year. Who knows, man? Yeah, they've been talking about it for a couple years. Uh, they recently announced that it's going to be also like a Riddler origin story where the Riddler kind of has like a mirroring story to Batman where his parents were also murdered. He grew up in an orphanage and then apparently blah, blah, blah. Um, but <laughs> in way Batman's- more specter kind of yeah uh but in way more interesting news apparently the crew of the batman caught robert pattinson and zoe kravitz uh fornicating on the prop of the batmobile (laughs) and the crew didn't know what to do so they got the director matt reeves involved and he uh, allegedly scalded uh, robert pattinson and called him uh a very privileged young man and (laughs) oh dude that that would be awesome Dimitri yeah. Martin. Dimitri yeah. Martin would be a good Riddler. Yeah, but that, I think he just needs too many props. Like, yeah, the Riddler leaves props, but Dimitri Martin has to like talk out. His <laughs> he he's like, take, he'd take them all with him. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, I gotta find the Riddler so I can get what the Riddler the Riddle is. And he like puts up like a white chalkboard. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what Matt Reeves said is he would not work with Robert Pattinson ever again. If there are sequels to this movie, he will not direct them. So much so that he won't even come back to do resh- reshoots if needed. And I think Zoe Kravitz was in a, uh, a relationship at the time, and that uh, relationship has failed. Now, Robert Pattinson and Zoe Kravitz are in a relationship together, and they're very happy. And it turns out that uh, Miss Kravitz may be pregnant. Is she playing Catwoman? She is playing Catwoman. Oof. So I don't know if is that. Uh, so, Mike, my, my quick... Matt Reeves secretly the Joker in his own movie. Like, <laughs> that so, cool. uh, so my quick wow. question, my quick question, is this method acting? Uh, doesn't Pattinson do? Am I thinking of Shia LaBeouf? Does Pattinson method act? Not really. No, he actually okay. takes acting very not seriously. <laughs> yeah. Um. Matt Reeves is taking this very seriously. Very seriously. I guess professionally, I suppose. Yeah. Well, it was also uh, it was found by the cast allegedly. So yeah. Um. You know. So I guess he had to kind of make like a statement. But yeah, he's taking this very seriously. But you know, if they have to come back to do reshoots, though, I'm curious what they're going to do. If they're going to like digital, like digital face, or um, get your second unit director to t- take care of it, or like your assistant director or something. Like, oh yeah, I guess just a, a, a sub director. That makes sense. Because uh, I guess that, they put Joss Whedon in there to redo it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I guess uh, because right now. Would you say Pattinson is more of a commodity than Matt Reeves? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, what, yeah. Else is Matt, what else has Matt Reeves done? Uh, he did like the Planet of the Apes movie. Um, he, oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's a he's a very talented storyteller. He's a ver- yeah, uh, yeah I, I like the guy a lot. I don't know exactly uh, what else is going on with that. But I don't know if you've heard much about what that story is going to focus around. And you know it's it's kind of a year two process, so right. he's not he's not like the Batman yet. You know he doesn't have like a Bat Cave. He does have a Batmobile, which is just like a tricked out car. He has yeah. a Bat Cycle, which is a tricked out. So apparently he's using batarangs. He's using obviously his grappling hook. He also has smoke that he has in a tube in his sleeve that comes out of his gauntlet. And uh, l- latest 
things are that at one point, one of the fights, he beats up three people with uh, an unloaded gun so badly that there's blood on his face and his hands. So I think what they're doing is really diving into mental illness with this with this movie. So which has, has to be weird because then you think about selling merch, right? So if Batman is mentally ill and they really want to go down that route, how do you sell merch for that? Like, how do you, it's just, you know, uh, to... Burger King kid meals and the yeah. toys. Oh, true. It's, it's like a, it's a plastic, it's a blood spattered plastic revolver. I don't yeah, know. Like what they did for Batman returns <sighs> back in nineties. Yeah. Oh, I don't God. know. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and in uh, so Marvel news, Loki, uh, the new show is coming out tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And oh. I, I'm wow. it, yeah, tomorrow, Wednesday, right? Um, I'm pretty. Ooh, I like mouse. Guard. I have the I have the mouse guard book here somewhere. That would be very cool. I think. Yeah. Uh, now, the, how, how I don't know mouse guard very well. Is that like Redwall or is that more like um? It's uh, it's the... Redwall that treats the it's anthropomorphic animals, but they're more appropriate to the size. Like a skunk is like a like a skunk compared to the mouse guard is a huge thing that they have to like drive off or something like that. Well, Redwall is not size accurate. No, it, it Redwall started originally. There was some of that, but or not very late, long. Wow, it didn't take very long for it to just become just medieval people as animals. Oh, mouse, okay. mouse guard's a bit more like like I don't a, want to say realistic, but like Fievel goes west. <laughs> Yeah, it, consider you know you know root root is like the halfway point between mouse guard and red wall. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, all right, right on. Yeah. But I would love to see a Matt Reeves red wall pro or a mouse yeah, guard project. Yeah, sure. See, we we go in for the Batman mental illness angle because now you get two Joker. Yeah, for real. Also, I don't know if you guys have seen Cruella, uh, the the new Disney premium access movie that came not. out starring Emma Stone. Uh, for those who have not seen it, if you have seen Todd Phillips' Joker, you've seen Cruella. I've heard it compared to Joker. Uh, spoilers, I hear that the Dalmatians are responsible for her character development. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Dalmatians are the, the murderers <laughs> in this movie. Um, and she yeah, is also crazy. Um, I have no interest in in rewatching. Don't 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 watch that movie, please. It's it's not that good. It's definitely yeah. not worth thirty extra dollars on top of Disney Plus. Please Jeez. do not pay that. Yeah. Do not pay that. Set a precedence. Um, yeah. Back to Loki. So Loki's coming out. Um, in yeah tomorrow, and mm -hmm. they're obviously going. Now, if you think about Marvel villains, you know, like Loki, I think has the best character arc that a villain can possibly have yeah he was a villain for multiple movies uh he died a couple times you know he's as cyclical as loki can be um he just keeps coming back coming back uh but the thing is that this the show if you don't know it is post avengers one loki yes now even though they have come out and said loki was under the spell of the mind stone at the time like loki wasn't theoretically doing all of those bad things uh because he was also under the spell uh that's that was a recent turn of i events. know i don't like it yeah it, it is a tough one um but if if it is post avengers pre-ragnarok loki what what's his turn gonna be i read a theory <laughs> that the what is it the time variance authority the tvam 
Yeah, that Owen Wilson's character, Mobius, yep. knows that in certain timelines, Loki eventually develops into a hero. And oh. that this series is going to be Mobius trying to get this version of Loki back to the version that was erased by time travel. Or killed, rather. So they know that he's going to be a hero oh. eventually. And they're <clears> trying <throat> to kickstart that to get this version of Loki back to where that version died. Which um, I think could be a really compelling character study. I yeah, don't think I it's going to do that. It's it's going to be hard to do that if <laughs> mm -hmm. if you consider that they're going to be like universe hopping because there's you know uh, there's the idea that Lady Loki is going to be there. Uh, I don't know how much of a female Loki you know. They well, I know a lot of the his, like the mythological Loki outside of Marvel, <clears throat> right. and the mythological Loki like bears children, gives birth to children because they are. I mean, Loki is, to use a modern present term, non-binary in the myths. Like, yeah. And, I mean, if you get into it, Loki's probably an amalgamation of various different characters. But the the standard portrayal of Loki is that gives birth to Fenris, mm -hmm. gives birth to uh, Hell, gives birth to, I think, I think the world serpent. Um. Oh, here's an opinion I don't think I've heard Zach see. I don't think Zach has seen from uh, think, before. Loki should be post Ragnarok. It is absolutely rational to run as far away from Ragnarok, and it's abominable, disappointing. Uh, wow. Okay, you you don't like Ragnarok? No, huh. Red does not like Rag, uh, Ragnarok. Really? Yeah. Huh. Uh, so, so Ragnarok really should just be uh, a boring Shakespearean kind of gold, uh, poorly treated color palettes, <laughs> and uh, not, uh, Loki also gave. Oh yeah, true. Um, yeah, Loki as a character in the myths is way more interesting than what the. I mean, Marvel Loki's fine, well, but yeah. Marvel Comics Loki spends time as a woman too. Like, well, there's actually a storyline where Loki and Thor are together. Um, because of weird, like body swapping, uh, brain swapping. I didn't know Marvel storylines. Uh, <laughs> uh co comics they endorse oh. everything the right. right way. Uh, not, not everything, obviously, the right way, but no, uh, they, they do a lot better job than what the mouse house can do. Sure. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really curious about okay, so we don't like Ragnarok, right? But unfortunately, that movie gave us a very good, um, I think the best turn and the best scene of Thor and Loki together. Ragnarok is so bad that I like, Oh, well that doesn't make any sense. Uh, <laughs> you can't, you can't like Jojo rabbit less because you like a movie less. Uh, yeah, that that's anyway. Well, I mean, you're allowed to, that's fair. Um, but I will say that Ragnarok did have the best and most heartfelt scene between Thor and Loki. And I think it's the scene that is needed the most that lets Loki learn the most. And that's that weird elevator scene where he's like, you know, I won't do it again. And Thor's like, look, you're you and I'm me. And that's just the way it is. We don't need to be together. And that was the only time that it sunk into Loki, like what he's actually doing to people. The next time you see Loki, he is avenging everybody and calling himself the son of Odin and, uh, you know, the, the prince of Asgard. So I, I, I'm curious how they're going to do a good Loki turn while also dimension hopping because... He's got to go into that box. I don't know, whatever. It doesn't really make any sense. Either way, I'm excited to watch this movie. Yeah. Ragnarok Show. is the only reason Show. that Thor is not the worst character in Marvel films. He's just he's just a non-character in those first two movies. I don't care. 
Yeah, he really he barely has an arc. Uh, Ragnarok gave him such an emotional understanding, I think, and it really put him in a top tier character. Um, and I think that Endgame really uh, uh, messed that up a little bit with making too many Lebowski jokes and uh, fat shaming and fat humor. Like, I don't give a shit about that. Um, but anyway, <clears throat> OK, yeah. so so. A couple weeks ago, we started the new project, Red Witch at all. And I'm going to let Dylan uh, get us back on track to where we are, where we were, why we're doing this, and uh, what we're going to do for the rest of this episode. Sure. Uh, so Red Witch at all was an idea that we had originally developed in an earlier episode of Talking Upstream on our Sunday show. And when we were looking for new stuff to do on Twitching Upstream, because we had kind of finished going through Phantom Limb and spreading that out a little bit, we thought... Let's do a podcast idea, because we did a movie last time. So we've got this little development doc, um, which has just... It's got a rough timeline of what the episodes are. It's got a rough account of who the characters are. And last time we spent the, the entirety of the show just kind of further developing the idea. We had a rough outline, so we wanted to get that a little less rough. Generally what the idea of this is. It is a podcast in-universe... Uh, in which the main character, the narrator, her she is a reporter for, let's see, the Wichita Eagle. Because a few years ago, the city of Wichita was taken over and kind of invaded by a villain named Red Emperor. Uh, for various reasons, which we kind of get into in the show. But one of the main drives is that Daphne is releasing this podcast as kind of an expose on the main, I guess, I, I Superman-style flying brick the 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 um mascot hero of the of the world kind of you know the the big guy everybody <clears throat> talks about and why superion took so long to save the innocent people and we get into a little bit of backstory that uh this shady corporation um yeah red red emperor is red flanagan's pokemon evolution <laughs> yeah. yeah sure i love yeah. it um but uh we got into a little bit of like you know Maybe there's some uh, corporate sponsorship going on and Superion maybe had um, ulterior conflicting motives or something. But what we did, we went through the backstory and the characters of what was going on that made this podcast released in world. Um, we developed a little band of kind of street level superheroes, including uh, Heavy Step, Doc Quantum, uh, <laughs> really Shadow. Solid, dude, solid names. Love They're, the names. I like them. I like these. I like. I like these kind of like C tier superheroes. They're. I think they're way more interesting than like Wonder Woman and like Martian Manhunter. Superman. Super. Yeah. Well, I already talked about Superman, but yeah, Superman is not terribly interesting, no matter what you do with him. I mean, um, as far, even as far as a name, just name wise. Oh yes. Not a good name. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, at this point, I think we're kind of ready to get into the actual episode development. Okay, um, cool. If you're in for that. Uh, we had planned for this to be about a six-episode series, maybe an hour or so each. We are really trying to ape, um, at least an inspiration for me, was Serial, <laughs> where it takes itself very seriously, and it's kind of uh, navel gazy, and it's uh, a lot of interviews and segments in each episode, and probably that kind of, like, Opening theme could be like that. A catastrophe in Wichita. 
a story told over several episodes. You know, you know what I mean. Oh yeah, um, ab- absolutely, I do. So our original pitch for the first episode going down, and we how we kind of plotted this out was that each episode had segments in it. So the first episode was what you need to know, and this is kind of just like world building. Um, we start by outlining Red Emperor and Superion's backstory. We get a few backstories about who the major players are. Um, we get into who <clears throat> Superion is and why this podcast is being made. An interview with Doc Quantum. Um, just kind of like why Wichita is the focus of this event. Collections of the uh, day happening collections of the events happening that day, stuff like that. Just get people into it and then end with a message about the importance of quick timing and response and why Superion wasn't there. So I thought for doing, Oh, I was reading the wrong episode. Never mind. Dude, come on. It's mostly, it's mostly identical. The only change is that um, you get who everybody is. You get attempts to like, you know, the backstory leading up to why she's making this podcast an interview with his attorney and publicist. And then, what she's trying to set up to prove. So I figured for like developing these episodes, we can just kind of go in and figure out any sort of bits or story progression that we want. And we can kind of integrate stuff as we need to. All right. Yeah. Uh, are we doing each, like <clears throat> you want to add into each one of these segments or are we building, like we're building out all of episode one. That's what you would like to do. I think we're building out episode one or at least as many episodes as I, you know, I don't think we need to strictly, divide episodes by episodes, but I think we should just kind of go in and build the story out. Like, yeah. so the first segment of episode one is what the story is about. And like, we don't have to write down exactly word for word stuff, but we want to do like, you know, who Daphne driver is a reporter for the Wichita Eagle. Like th- this sort of thing. Like, yeah. What do we want? How do we want her to open this podcast up? All right. So um, th- this is going. So the whole podcast is uh, like a narrative from her point of view. Yeah, with there. interviews and segments and that sort of thing. Cool. So if if we were making a another show, another show, if we were making our one hundred and ninety eighth show, um, we would in episode zero or the episode one, we would introduce ourselves. Mm-hmm. We would introduce what the show is. So there has to be that uh, this is, I guess, the show itself is going to be called Red Wichita in there too, right? Or is that what she's calling her show? I think, yeah, might as well if that works, if that, if you think that works. I think that's fine. And it makes sense to why the the overall show is called that too. Um, So then we have to give just the, she has to give the base summary of what happened in Red Witch at all. Um, and then she has to explain why she's making this show. And then ultimately, like it's kind of like her thesis. Like, uh, here's yeah. why I'm making the show. Here's what I want to uncover while doing this. Here's what you as the viewer slash listener need to know. Um, and then I guess what we need to know is what her... Like what her overall goal is. Yeah. And yeah. do we know that? Um, we had an idea that she knew someone who was like killed or hurt in the in the actual end attack where Superion does liberate the city. 
due to Superion's reckless recklessness. So is, is the overall story that Superion murdered a bunch of people to save a bunch of people? Is that what she's trying to uncover? Or just didn't care about collateral damage. Or maybe was hired by somebody to wait? Or... <laughs> we had... We had a reveal in one of the later episodes that a mega corporation had like sponsored or funded or was otherwise entangled in both the villain and the hero. Yeah, like and that. that. Yeah, and despite the fact that people were getting hurt, he had to wait to clear like some sort of thing like that. All right, cool. Yeah. So, so what she's trying to uncover is the cover up of the murdering and I guess disappearance of innocent people while. Superion, <laughs> after he was allowed to go and uh, uh, rescue this town, right? Yeah, the the cover up and corporate involvement in the superpowers in this setting. All right, cool. Yeah. Um, so, and then we have to get to her, um, not like, I guess, like the summation, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then we hop into the the number two. Yeah. So, and I figure we could pepper in clips of like the di the day itself or um, news coverage. Like we have, you know, you do that. You do that opening where it's like, hey, do that song again. The suspects say, "Wasn't me." <laughs> that song by uh, <laughs> by by Shaggy. <laughs> yeah, but I caught but I caught you on the bathroom floor. Yes. No, it wasn't me. I caught him on the Batmobile hood. I caught. <laughs> yeah, wasn't uh, me. It's all it's all being reincorporated. All but, right. Um. Yeah. So then you know they do that, and then we get the I I called it the Order of Battle because that's what you always hear it called in fantasy novels mm -hmm. or like military novels or something. <clears throat> this is just who's who, why they're important. And like, kind of, you know, just give everybody some context. So I would assume that in her episode one, which is okay. So our episode one is her episode one. We're presenting this. We're presenting this as an in-universe podcast. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, okay. So in her episode one, we're going to just do what we just did. But that that beginning, that number one part, is like five minutes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, her, it's her thesis. All right, I love that. So then number two, she's going to come into um, the, the yeah, describing the big players. Yes. Red Emperor, Superion. I wrote down Nemesis. I think he he's a character we've had in some other superhero stuff we've done. And I think he played of a larger role in our initial draft of this. But I, our second draft, we don't, I mean, unless we want him to be like, present in wichita but i don't see why we can have that a different backstory be important there yeah uh will each episode be kind of the same like e each one like has the same rough structure is that that's what you're setting up right? we had we had a, a mix of interviews between okay. daphne and someone else um various just kind of descriptions of what was going on like cool. Yeah, so not it's not strictly identical where it's like th episode thesis, interview, interview, mm -hmm. narration, interview, and it was 
a little more flexible than that. Cool. So you want to go into Red Emperor's backstory now, like yeah. wh where he came from, where they came from? Yeah. We had given, we had said that he had the ability to like, for lack of a better word, earthbend. Yeah. On a large scale. And that's how he kind of blocks Wichita off from the rest of the world. Like so, ter terraforming. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Now, in in this universe, do people have powers? Get powers? Uh, how, how is that important at all? I don't know how important it is beyond this guy's backstory. Like, yeah, I was, I was trying to get to backstories because it seems um, like you kind of need to know how some people uh, were raised with powers. Yeah. <laughs> well. In Super Empowered, we have all sorts of superpower origins. We have um, got bitten by the platonic ideal of the goose. <laughs> we had spilled time juice on them. Yeah. Oh, P. Had, uh, pause. Have yeah. you have you watched um, Sweet Tooth on Netflix yet? No. Check it out. It is a DC. Yeah. It is a DC property. It's, uh, it, it's the prequel to Sugar. We're going down, isn't it? The music video. <laughs> I don't think. I think it's a uh, far post-apocalyptic future of that okay. video. But uh, it's actually produced by the Downies. But it is a DC property um, about the day uh, a <laughs> pandemic starts and animal-human hybridization starts. Uh, oh. It's it's like the day this start. All those. <laughs> babies that are born now are part some animal oh. then it hops into the future and those hybrid half things are being hunted and okay it's dude i think yeah anyway okay. if, if, if you're into fantasy stuff check this out very All very right. very touching uh it also has one of your friends from game of thrones in it uh i don't i can never remember his name he plays uh he is uh maybe the king of karth um but also well, Karth has no kings, I guess. He's one of the people, Karth. But also, he is butler in Artemis Oh, Fowl. yes. Yes, I know who you mean. <laughs> yeah, I don't know that guy's name. I, I keep forgetting. Oh, um, God, yeah. what a movie. Yeah. Yuck. Okay, back to this. So, his backstory. We've got we got a whole lot of options for... Because um... Now, this could be tech a tech-only super thing. You know what I mean? Like... People don't have superpowers, but there is a huge tech market that can do things. So there's many ways to do superheroes or yeah. superpowers. What do you want to go with? Well, we had originally set this in the same world as Super Empowered, which has a, a whole bunch of different options for. Yeah. <laughs> uh, a villain is generically named as Nemesis has to be built up massively. Then when they dramatically emerge, they get obliterated immediately. Incredibles monologue capes out. Yeah, absolutely love that. I'm we a have huge, huge fan. The original pitch for Nemesis in the last hero was that he was powerful enough that he just didn't care. It was just like, he, he's like, yeah, I guess I'm a villain because I don't help people. And people think that inaction is as bad as active badness <laughs> yeah he like uh which is kind of kept getting attacked or whatever and he just kept killing people yeah <laughs> he's like i guess i'm a bad guy yeah. uh hello, hello. tina marie how yeah. are you good to see you good to see you good to mm -hmm. be back um all right so how much this backstory do you want to get into why he's doing this where he comes from or just uh I, what what the, what what the casual audience member would know i think what daphne is 
put in a cross to try and get his image ready for what's going to happen. Because he takes over Wichita to start his empire, his his state. Sure. So, so he was uh, he was like an, an orphaned billionaire or he was a neglected uh, 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 child of money. Um, what, what do you what do you think? he? What do you think he was? Sure. He, he was a neglected trust fund kid. Yeah. Um, from, from a from a very popular uh, pretzel making company. Hot pretzels, dude. They they. I, what, I mean, how do you make your billions? I made my billions in pretzels. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> How'd you make your billions? Uh, I didn't. Thank you. Hey, I, I was thinking it might be a little too on the nose to have him be like an oil and gas kid. Well, yeah, that's but, boring. All right, from a popular. How about from, just a, about uh, from from uh, like the, like the, the snack uh, from the snack sector? <laughs> from the world's largest. I mean, we could just have it be like Unilever, where it's just like a massive food multi, like multi like conglomerate. Yeah. Cool. Um, and uh, his mom, who who ran that conglomerate, whatever, um, just did not not talk to him. Gave him all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Gave, gave him tech so that he could uh because you know he always wanted to go dirt bike riding but she bought him a dirt bike but he couldn't find like the right hills so or whatever you know and that's why she got him the tech to be able to uh make his own park make his own outdoor do you want him to have be tech related or do you want the, him just have powers i'm not sure for red emperor i think tech tech would be an interesting way to potentially depower him if you need to yeah, I always think like bad guys for some reason just shouldn't inherently have powers. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if that's I don't know why I think that. I mean, obviously some um oh Red gosh. is right here. Tucker Carlson is uh the heir to the oh what is it? Um not Schwann's, the other one. Uh uh I, Hungry Man. No, it starts with an S. Schnaffers, swimmy, swami, it's two syllables. Oh, Samsonite. I'm stuck on Schnaffers, but that's definitely not it. Stofers, maybe. Well, it's definitely not Schnaffers. I'll tell you that. Swansons, but okay, I'm into that. Oh, you said it's definitely not Swansons. I think that's how you started this whole thing. I don't think that's right because red thinks it's swanson so i'm gonna go with that okay no i, I believe red what i'm saying is you said it's not I, swanson's it's and i'm like i don't know i don't think i did well well i'll no we'll go, we'll go back we're can not I, recording this is all live can i rewind this no <laughs> okay fine anyway uh <laughs> so i do like that i mean tucker carlson is one of the worst people i can think of so yeah let's uh let's mimic red emperor after that um sure Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah. Red, red, <laughs> red emperor. Uh, yeah. He's, he's, uh, the, I mean, there, there's a very popular group of people that like the color red, uh, and would probably prefer to be <laughs> some sort of empire state. So I, I'm cool with all of this. Oh, Oh, that's a, that's an implic That's a, uh, an association I hadn't made, but sure. I'm cool with it. Yeah. Well, what were you gonna do? Why is it called Red Emperor? Uh, what because we, what? I like the name. 
and I no, made I the name you. up without thinking of what the powers would be. Yeah, no, I'm and originally I thought maybe like blood control, but oh. I didn't know how dark we wanted to go. Yeah, blood so control I think cool. <laughs> I think Red Emperor. Maybe he grew up somewhere with clay, like in the dirt. So it's like the red dirt with clay in it, and he's oh, like, okay. I named myself that. I named myself after the good old red American clay in my backyard. Like the red, a red blooded American. Yeah. yeah. All right. I'm, yeah, sure. I'm in. Uh, as, as Tucker Carlson as possible. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't, I also hate Tucker Carlson's father slightly more. Um, so, oh, also, if you haven't, if you have HBO, uh, there is a really cool documentary on there called um lady in the dale and it's done by the du duplass brothers <laughs> who are my new favorite okay. who are my new favorite just generators of content and it is about the woman who created the three-wheeled car the dale and uh <laughs> it and also the the real a POS news reporter who made it his personal mission to take her down mostly because she was transgender um huh. And uh, it turns out that this news reporter is Tucker Carlson's father. So, oh, uh, yeah, check that out. An, Amer an American bloodline all, all through and through. Yeah. So uh, make sure you check out Lady Man, Dale if you since, want to. Since when did Twitch and Upstream get so political? Because we can't be on talking Upstream. Yeah, no, yeah, because, that's entire. That's the, almost exactly the entire reason we started this show. Yeah, because <laughs> I would assume Red Emperor might... Unrated! <laughs> I, th I think Red Emperor might, might help fund... Uh, Switching upstream says trans rights. Yeah. <laughs> BLM, we're uncensored here! <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's funny. Uh, all right, let's hop anyway. back. Anyway, yeah. So, uh, yes, because his mom neglected him, uh, he got a lot of tech and was able yeah. to. Uh, but he tweaked it though. Like he's intelligent yeah. enough to tweak it yeah. so that he eventually used it to build a full earth slash clay wall around Wichita. A clay wall around Wichita. You can hear the lyrics writing themselves here. Yeah. Superion's backstory. Wait, do um, do you? Do we want to add more to that? Like what made him turn bad? Like yeah, a stock, think... like a stock market crash, the uh, a gluten free wave, uh, some sort of health food craze. He lost he lost a large amount of his fortune due to some. Uh, I almost like that he loses it based on his own actions. Like he messes up bad enough that he like. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> Let's throw in a hero named Antifa Super Soldier. Yeah, sure. Red, that's that's okay. <laughs> yeah, uh, this is almost uh, a PC culture gone mad here. Oh. <laughs> um, so what what if because he is uh, maybe greedy or whatever, he creates a snack that no, that wouldn't make sense. That would be his own demise. I was thinking like he he pushes something that that forces the gluten free craze, um, <laughs> craze whatever. Uh, but no, that's stupid. Either way, his business falls. These militant his... gluten free people. So what if he like uh, maybe murdered his parents to okay. get sole rights to the company? Sure. Murdered his parents for the inheritance. As soon as he got the the company it like tanked hard and he lost a lot of money and yeah. 
Um, then his like grandparents are upset with him. And they're like, your parents would never let them. Oh, but I'm just kidding. Um, but then something, <laughs> yeah, something happens. And then he's like, I just want my own town. Yeah. There's something there's, I've, I mean, <laughs> that's a crazy enough motive that I'm like, you know what? That's super villain enough. Like, but oh, I'm curious. Tina, Tina has a good recommendation. Did he lose on shark tank? Yeah, I'm into that. Like he loses his money uh, from the company. <laughs> he goes into Shark Tank with this new, this new uh, snack idea that's going to revolutionize snacks once again and bring back uh, f- food world. What's he from? What's it? What's it called? You, Unilever, not Unilever. Yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, <laughs> uh, and the two, sharks, two sharks, foods. The sh- <laughs> It's a snack, but also a napkin. Oh, <laughs> I call it snapkins. Edible. Edible. <laughs> you you wipe your face with the next one. Eat the napkin. That's awful. Your, hey, I think it works. Go it, for it. You know, <laughs> there's something to be said for creating your own condiments. <laughs> snapkins, dude. You can have ketchup flavor snapkins. You can have mustard flavor snapkins. You can have uh, a clean laundry flavor snapkins. Mark, Mark Cuban is just like, I don't want to invest in rice paper. And I'm like, well. That's fair. We can put this on any kind of paper, uh, whether it's a tofu paper. <laughs> uh, Red Emperor's secret weakness is an ingredient he monopolizes to put food on. Oh, like a Monsanto thing. That's cool. Yeah. Not only is it unhealthy and addictive, but he will control it. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, that's really cool. It's a, it's a food additive. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm cool with him being an agriculture, like a bio-agriculture magnate, because Wichita is a major breadbasket city. So kind of yeah. If you take over Kansas, you get the breadbasket, and that's true. I don't and know that, what that means yeah, that is easily one of the hardest pieces in operation. So mm-hmm. I hate that. I hate that area. Um, okay, so now I think after the Shark Tank debacle, he is laughed out of most major banks to get loans. He hears about this one bank in Wichita that just recently got a lot of government-funded money because of some probably uh, uh, golden parachute or however that thing works. He goes to Wichita to take out a, a loan, and they literally bring up the Shark Tank episode on their phone, and they're like, "Hey, this is obviously this is not this is not going to." So I, I I really like the idea that he's like a struggling corporate guy. Yeah. And we can have the reveal at the end of the show be that one of his major investors that saved his company is the same one that finances Superion. Oh, love that. That's a really yeah. cool twist. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not going to lie. I'm kind of thinking about Snapkins right now. Let's do it. We, we haven't broken into food manufacturing yet. Rose Flanagan, uh, my sidekick, says that his secret shame is locking himself into a closet to binge watch Gilmore Girls and eat Girl Scout cookies. Yeah, love all that. I'm, I'm Gilmore sure. Girls is yeah. He's probably smart enough to think that Gilmore Girls is clever. So, uh, <laughs> 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 wink. <laughs> um, Okay, so in Wichita is when he is denied his final loan, which uh. uh Maybe as he's walking around disgusted, they see somebody take down like an ad of his or they do that generic scene where they like covering up a billboard of his ex company uh, and put up the the new wave of snapkins uh, that that got picked up uh, made by Mark Cuban because it's not rice paper. It's like some kind of 
plankton it's or algae, sure. algae, algae paper. Uh, then the loan sharks obviously get involved, says Tina Marie. And this uh, is a band of bankers who are literally part person, part shark. Yeah, bioengineered loan bankers. Loan <laughs> that, sharks. Yeah. <laughs> why, why are you just talking about sharks? <laughs> Tina Marie's like, I wonder what's outside of Texas. You sharks know what? on the mind. Sharks. <laughs> hey, you're on the Gulf of Mexico, yeah. That's true. Um, okay. So I, I like all that stuff. Now, do you want to get into Superion's backstory? Yeah, I think so. Xenonox. Oh, oh hello. So uh, Xenonox, what we're doing here, we are developing a story. This is a podcast called Red Wichita, which is about a supervillain who takes over Wichita in Kansas. Uh, and then is fought, and there's some corporate sabotage and that sort of thing going on. So uh, we're just going through the story and kind of developing all these characters out. Yeah, Lone Sharks is definitely going to be something I pitch on our Sunday show. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I like yeah. that a lot. It's a kids show. It's a kids show about shark bankers. <laughs> they, t- they teach kids how to count yep. underwater. Um, okay, so Superion, his backstory. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we we do have part of Superion built up from a previous episode where he has a gemstone in his eye. Oh, cool. that it remember uh, from Last Hero. <laughs> I mean, uh, as you're saying it, I remember hundred gotcha. percent. Um, yes. Um, but he has a gemstone in his left eye, so he's got that fashionable asymmetry thing that, like, sometimes superheroes and villains have, where it's, I mean, Cable is the big one that everybody real kind of knows. You meant, you meant, you should, I think you meant to say Kano. Kano is one as well. Yeah. Um, and then I don't remember their name, but there's a character in, like, Discworld. Like, one weird eye is a very popular offs, off-putting trope. But this one is a gemstone that gives him his powers. Yeah. So he had to sacrifice his eye to get it. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't lose an eye. He's a tough uh, machismo man. Um, Which is very Odin esque of him. Sacrifice yes. your eye at the will of knowledge. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, this is this is why I talk to you because you you know all the cool stuff. Um, I don't know anything. Um, That's not true. Anyway, I, I don't know anything about Norse mythology. So I didn't I didn't have friends when I was a kid. So if if it's not if it's not a comic, then I don't know. (laughs) Um, Okay, so are we doing basic origin story for Superion? Kind of the same amount of stuff, right? Yeah, the same amount of stuff. Um, At one point, at one point um, in Last Hero, we had determined that the eye is sent back in time so Superion could protect people from it because he can withstand its power. Oh yeah. So at some point cool. he does. He, it, last hero is is legitimately a great idea that we haven't done anything with, but that's okay. We'll get um, there. Maybe we'll it's a, there. maybe it's the next one of these we do. Yeah. Um. But Superior had to get sacrifices out to get the gem. Um. At some point, a magical gemstone was sent back in time. Uh. Superion has it because he's already powered. And his body can withstand it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, who was he? Did he? Do we give him the superhero, Superman style? Like another planet kind of deal. <laughs> I don't think we do another planet, but like, was he raised as like an unassuming all-American go-getter, whatever the equivalent of that is? Is he like an inner-city guy? Uh, is he from Florida? Um. Uh, I don't know why ma- Florida. 
I would say that he's probably an army brat. Uh, he is slightly well-traveled, and uh, both of his parents are combat-trained in different parts of the military. Like, one's like a Navy SEAL, and the other one's like a Green Beret, you know, the, the toughest of the tough. And they are now... Ooh, I, I do like... I like Tina's idea that um, at least one of their one of his parents could be a diplomat. Cool, but I like I do like the idea that he moves around a lot. Well, yeah. moved around a lot as a kid. Yeah, so maybe <laughs> I, I, <laughs> that is that is that is literally her favorite episode of of, of uh, the the psychic the psychic like dog podcast. Uh, yeah, and if you don't know a lot about MK Ultra, please check that out because that oh, is wild stuff. It's fun. Um, but okay, so one his like maybe his dad's a diplomat, his mom's like a green beret, um, yeah. and they move a lot, around a lot because whatever he he goes everywhere and she's uh, cool, and he and the son is maybe the kind of son that can just never live up to uh, his self imposed expectations because his parents are big, 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 and uh, maybe he keeps. Pomeranian candidate. Oh, I love that. <laughs> very, very similar to a Manchurian candidate. Just yeah. uh, sheds a lot more. Um, uh, yeah. So I like. I love all that. I think that's cool. Do you like that? Yeah, I like it a lot. All right, cool. Um, so now he maybe even weasels his way into some genetic engineering uh, to make himself a little bit tougher, to make himself a little bit stronger, and that's because sure. at, at some point he has to be able to withstand this eye gem yes and i like that like because in the last hero we had kind of pitched him as like potentially extraterrestrial we had never determined it so yeah. i like that the superior on the ultimate candidate the ultimate superhero in the setting is a science experiment he was a diplomat's yeah. kid that they empowered yeah, and also like I've been watching a lot of not a lot, but I've I watched Invincible again. Yeah. And like the you know, the alien. I'm trying to stay away from as many normal tropes as possible. Sure. Yeah. Although no, we I mean, are although we are sitting in Tropeville right now. I mean, whatever. we are, and I mean part of Invincible's charm is that it does have, it plays everything so straight in a new way that it almost becomes a deconstruction. Yeah. Um, what happens if his eye gem comes out? We see that happen in another story, actually. He gets defeated. Yep. He's and it causes a lot of trouble. Yeah, he's gonna send it back in time. Uh to <laughs> to, a, sa to save it. There's a then... dude with a time traveling gun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh I think it should be the same wizard that or whatever person has it that he has to give his eye up for. Oh, it was Madame Eldritch. Madame Eldritch, yeah. Melissa's mom, Betsy Eldritch. <laughs> <laughs> that was her name, Betsy Eldritch. Yeah, no, it's good. Um, gives uh, offers him the gem, but she knows he already takes it. Yeah, and he. Um... Oh, here's one. Bro says that Superion was a latchkey kid on the army base, and he wandered into a vat of some super material, perhaps a vat of Red Emperor's additive that they were researching to preserve field rations. Dude, I, that... <laughs> I, I like the link. Yeah, that's way yeah. great. 
that that's definitely better than you know get i mean obviously like getting give me some genetic engineering like blah. but uh yeah falling into a vat falling into a vat of acid and being a good guy because of it or something great and it was great. a preservative so it helps him withstand the power of the gem from destroying him yeah dude yeah that's a phenomenal that ties it together <laughs> and then eventually betsy eldritch which that's all secret backstory stuff that we're just kind of I like having secret backstory information that only the creators know, so that way yeah. you kind of inform parts of the character without it being obvious as to what is creating that character's backstory. Yeah. Yeah, he's kind of anti-Joker, but I think his power... I think from the gemstone, he gets Superman style. He yep. can fly, he's super strong, he's got the only one I-beam, but he's got an I-beam. Yeah, and he really wants to do good because his parents are actually just good, like really, really yeah. good. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's really cool. And but he's ultimately corrupted by marketing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because well, ultimately he is financed by someone. No, I I, I think that's great. I like money. all that. He gets corrupted by money. Okay, so now we are going to go into Nemes Nemesis's. I think backstory. we will. Are we going to do that in the next episode? Because it's almost yeah. Oh, we true. do have a okay. slightly shorter episode for you today, just by virtue of some behind the scenes stuff. Yep. yep, but, yep. Yes, yes, please. Okay, so please tune in next Tuesday when we're going to dive into this. <clears throat> we're going to go into Nemesis' backstory. We're going to get into uh, the last part of episode one and try to get into at least halfway through this episode before we really start working on this thing uh we really appreciate you guys for hanging out and, and chatting with us and commenting and making this story so much better than what dylan and i can do uh dylan's a great writer i appreciate everything but obviously the way that we work is in a village atmosphere and thanks to you guys this story is going to be awesome so please thank you very much uh people that we really really want to thank is uh we have Scott Curtis from Behind the Bits. If you like podcasts at all, great interviewer, great dude, uh, recent grandpa. So <laughs> please go check out Scott Curtis with Behind the Bits. East Coast friends, we got Sarah Tkachuk and Tanya Sheck. We have a uh, 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 listener app. Go to Instagram. You probably have the IG, that weird little uh, icon of a, of a camera. Go there and go to at the greatest podcast app. It's a cool little app that transcribes the words for you so you can actually read what I'm saying instead of assuming that my slurs and mumbles are funny just because other people laugh. There probably aren't, but if you read it, you'll know for sure. Listen, we appreciate you. Please go check out somenobodies.com. That's where we have all of our weird stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, do it for the gram, please. Um, <clears throat> thank you, especially to Red Flanagan for all of your amazing ideas. You are so cool. We appreciate you, and especially to Rose, who had better ideas than you did this time. Uh, but either way, we appreciate the team. We appreciate the team, and we love all that. And yeah. if you want to support us, if you want to help us make some more stuff, we have a movie coming out. We're actually going to review another cut of this movie after we sign off of here so we can get this thing going um but if you do want to help us out we do have a patreon it's over at uh patreon.com backslash some nobodies and yeah dylan is gonna go put up our gofundme we do have a gofundme for the movie as well this thing is coming out really cool i'm excited a lot of our a lot of our friends were in here we did a cool casting for it uh we got a lot of really really talented people and we really want to uh say thanks and pay them back oh yeah um but yeah and until next time people we, we we love you guys and yeah. uh dylan my very best friend i appreciate you uh and uh, i felt weird not being around you for a week but i love all of you guys uh i have been zach he has been dylan and you have been great and we'll see you soon
check out the real boys check out the real boys it's a good show yeah. we're funny yeah. on it mostly yeah, yeah. And, and bye Phil, Phil.